Thank you for subscribing to Podcast One Premium. FabFitFun. It's the best thing ever. It's basically Christmas every season. It's it's this amazing box that gets delivered straight to your door for it retails at $49.99 and and in it is over $200 worth of stuff and it's full size fashion, beauty, fitness and lifestyle products and it really is quality stuff. It's it's stuff that you want. It's not throwaway stuff obviously. So this last box, amazing. Marrakesh hair oil. There's a contour kit in it, and I'm obsessed with contouring now because of the Kardashians. And it kind of gives you everything, including this beautiful pink blush that works with me amazingly. This garden kit that you can like grow your own herbs in your kitchen. It's super cool. Uh, the Je Bath Body Trinity Balm. Um, Hello Legs Shaving Emulsion Cream, the richest, creamiest body lotion with the most gentle of shaving creams, plus Blade Butter. Have you ever heard of that? Well, if you don't know, now you know. And the Curatin Gloves. My hands, they do not absorb moisture because my kids are petri dishes and I'm constantly washing them. So I slept with these Curatin Gloves and socks and my feet and hands are soft as a baby's behind. So trust me when I tell you, especially if you're a single mom, Mother's Day is coming around. It's nice to get presents when you're not expecting them, even though you ordered them, but you forget they're coming. So go to fabfitfun.com and use the coupon code Brandy. That's my name, Brandy. Don't forget it. And you'll get $10 off your first box. And it's really nice. Sometimes we just need a little pick me up. And when that's at my door, I'm like, oh, yay, a surprise. Do you know what this is? It's stimulating, mind-expanding, the in-thing. It's the hula hoop of the jet generation. PodcastOne.com presents celebs, pop culture, fashion. No one gets to tell me not to curse. Oh, and some of that, too. This is Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Now, here's Brandy Glanville. Hey, everybody. It is Brandy here at Brandy Glanville Unfiltered, and I'm super excited to have my favorite New York housewife, Dorinda Medley, calling in today to do a phone interview. So hopefully we don't have a lot of static, but if we do, that is why she's not in person. I did meet her at the upfronts, and she was such a genuine, sweet doll. She came up and gave me a big hug. She's exactly like you would think she would be, and I'm really looking forward to talking to her. Um, that said, what else is going on? So I was super excited last night, um, that when I was watching the Met Gala and all the, uh, I just had dental work, so my jaw's fucked up, so excuse my lack of smiling, because I can't, uh, and you can probably tell when I'm talking, even though you can't see me, so I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Um, during the e Met Gala fashion situation thing, the show, the famously single show, the, the advertisement came on, and I was so excited to see it, and I hope it turns out the way it actually went down. I, I'm, I'm hoping it does, and that we all learn something from it, especially me. Um, so famously single, that's out June 14th, 10 p.m. on E!, and it's going to be a good one. Don't miss it. The one thing I don't have after having two children is abs. I can work out so hard, but doing my abs, it burns. I don't like it. So that's why I'm super excited to try this flex belt. The flex belt is the first ab belt cleared by the FDA for toning, for firming and strengthening the stomach muscles. Even those hard ones, those bottom ones that are so difficult to get back. You can get a perfect ab workout in just 30 minutes a day. While you're in the kitchen, you can do it. Talking on the phone, sitting here. You can do it anytime, anywhere. 
The FlexFelt is the first ab belt cleared by the FDA for toning, firming, and strengthening the hard-to-reach stomach muscles. The FlexFelt flexes all of your stomach muscles, the uppers, the lowers, the obliques. I don't even know what obliques are, but all at the same time. So 30 minutes, you're D-O-N-E. Go to flexbelt.com forward slash brandy to receive a 25% off discount right now. You can't go wrong with their 60-day money-back guarantee. So it's win-win. Hey, everybody. I have my favorite New York housewife on the phone, Dorinda Medley. I've only met her once, but I'm a fan of the show. And ever since Kristen left, you're definitely my favorite. Welcome to my podcast, Dorinda. Wow, what what an honor. I mean, my God, it was that five-minute hug, right? I <laughs> it saw was. You, you saw me. It was like a love affair. It was like a late-night love affair. You know, when you see someone, you're like, oh, my God, I like that person. Yeah, no, it's, and it's true because I feel like I know you from TV, but then at the same time, you're so much the same in real life, and a lot of people act like they're super famous in real life, and it's so exhausting. Well, because I just... I, I, I watch myself and think, who is that person? So <laughs> I haven't quite gotten my head around it yet. And it's been, I'm in my second season. I know. So now this season, I, I, I think last season you had a great season and it was like they kind of built you up. And I feel like they're coming after you this season. Well, I think that is classic housewife. You know, it's sort of like uh, joining a sorority slash with this group, maybe fraternity. Um, <laughs> you know, they, the first they kind of take you in. They, they, what do they call you? They, you know, when they not haze you, but the first part where they kind of jump you, you into the game. Rush you. They rush you. They invite you to the great cocktail party. You're like, oh my god, these people are so nice. And then the hazing starts. So I think first season, they get you all in there. They let you get your feet wet. Second season is when everybody really tests your strength. And I think a second season can really be a make it or break it, personally and professionally. I I tend to agree with you because I think a lot of people, they either have a really great like first season or a really crappy first season, and then they go into it being completely different from what they were trying to change who they are for the audience when really the audience has a yes. bullshit meter and you are no bullshit. And that's what I, I think I like about you. Even like if you're good, bad, ugly, wrong, if it doesn't matter, you're, you own it. And you're like, listen, he shouldn't have said that. They're all coming for your man, which I do not appreciate at all. I think it's really messed right. up, especially these women you that know. don't have men themselves. I feel like they're just jealous that you're actually happy. Well, you know what it is, Brandy? It's bigger than that. Listen, people can have their opinions about... I've had a very unique situation. I was married. I was divorced. Then I got married, and unfortunately, he passed on me. So, But people, you know, they don't understand that journey. So when they look at John, they're like, what happened there? Why did you meet him? You know, when you divorce someone... It's a very different thing. You still have to run into the asshole on the street. You still have to see them dating other people. When someone dies, it's a period in your life, and you have to really pick up the pieces and make two choices. Either I'm going to live in this path of being Mrs. Medley, Mrs. Medley, or you're going to say, now this is my new life. My daughter's grown, and i got to get going because otherwise 60 is not going to be pretty. Okay. Right, and who wants to, so, like, for me, I feel like I'm getting up there in my age, and I don't want to grow old alone, and, and you know, why not, like, party in my, like, late years? I'm a partier, and it is what it is. Like, I think that John knows how to have fun, and they're, they're, they're all hating on and it. I, like, who cares? As long as he gets his my job done. Say, 
listen, when I was little, I was when back back when they used to have those long cords on the telephone. Remember the ones that you could stretch out? Well, you're probably too young. No, I remember the the round up youngs. Yeah, no, I remember. <laughs> And then my father worked for the telephone company, so we got, like, the 12-foot cord, which was very luxurious back then. I mean, you were rich if you had a 12-foot long cord. I used to drag that thing into every room and sit and make plans. My mother would be like, who are you making plans with now? Because I've always been very social, and John's very social. The thing that bothers me, and I've said it in my blogs, is I can promise you this. No one's... I've never had dinner with these people with John. I've never gone to drinks with them. We don't have the same places, the same faces. So to make these sort of pernicious accusations is is based on, I don't know, speculation. And I think it is because we're both quite colorful. Right. You know, but my daughter lives with me full time. When I go to the Berkshires, my parents move in with me. I don't have this... Uh, I wish I had this glamorous glamour. I have a glamorous life, but you know, we're just trying to get on with it, have fun. I don't live with John. Um, you have a balance. But, when you see but, him, you guys party and live it up, but otherwise, yeah, but they, you're a mom and you're taking care of your parents and you're a family woman. That's what I'm doing. So, so but you know, everyone likes to speculate and everyone likes to have, and it brings color to the show and it brings, you know, I'll be honest with you. Everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, when it first comes out. It's been good to sort of change up my character again. If I was just that same old boring person, maybe people would still have a limelight on me. So I try to look at the positive of it, like, hey, maybe there's another side of me that the world needs to get to know. And so far, across my fingers, I've had, I haven't had a bad response. I mean, people are like, you know, keep doing what you're doing, you know. No, it's great. I think you own your shit and you're like, listen, I get my stuff done and I like to party when I like to party and mind your business. And I and I don't think it's that different from last year. Here's it's the thing, just, they all like you. That, that's some crazy thing. These are all women that love to have a good time. I know. I, it makes me, I'm like, they're job. all turned up. They're all turned up all the time and then they're picking on you guys. Well, I think because we're more colorful. You know, John and I have big personalities, and no one believes it. Like, when I say things, I only see him two or three times a week. I swear to God, in my mother's life, I really only see him two or three times a week. I, I So, but people have this, you know, uh, because at this point, and it's not because I'm trying to make a big statement. At this point, I've married, I've divorced, I've married, I've buried. I'm trying, really using this opportunity to redefine myself, and I don't want to jump into something with two full feet. Unless I know who I am now, because the next part of my journey, you know, it's, it's got to be very important and significant because after that, I'm looking at a nursing home. No, absolutely. I think you're a hundred. I, I feel you 100%. I feel like right now is your time to kind of have fun, find yourself, figure out what's next. This I've been is, a mother my whole life. I've been a wife. I've been Mrs. Lynch. Then I was mom, a single mom. And then I was Mrs. Medley. And these were all very big jobs because I never, you know, I sort of go big or go home. Yeah. So each person has really, and I loved every second of it, but they weren't small jobs. I wasn't living, you know, somewhere in Great Barrington, you know, living a simple life. You know, it required a lot of life. Right. So I kind of feel like, and also too, I, I say this sometimes to Daniel, who I work with, he does all my press. I said, I'm just exhausted. Yeah, you know, you're carrying, you have like four different personalities <laughs> for the different yeah. parts of your and life. When Hannah goes off and she's with her boyfriend and I get in my bed at night, John will be like, hey, let's go. There's honestly at these times I get in my bed at 9 o'clock and I'm like, what is that no noise? Like that no noise I haven't had for 22 years. 
I totally you know, understand you. So nice. Yeah. When my kids go to their dads and oh, I'm in this big yeah. old house by myself, it's like cricket, cricket. What happened to the chaos? Yeah. And then I make some chaos. <laughs> yeah. And then by the second night, I'm like, okay, John, what are we doing tonight? Who are we seeing? What party are we going to? Let's, you know. Hey, so it is good. I like that because I think your life should be multifaceted. I hate vanilla. Yeah. I always said, you know, I'll eat vanilla if it's the only flavor on the ice cream thing. But please give me the one at the end of the summer. Where we've taken every flavor and put it into one pan. Do you want to have it? I'm like, give it to me. I want every flavor you have in the summer. So I like that part of life. I like to experiment it. I'm definitely experimental as far as like me. I was going through my clothes yesterday and I had someone here helping me. They're like, your clothes are such a range. They're everything from like going to a political event to you know, going to a strip club. I'm like, well, that's me. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do it. It's a party. Now, is that why you decided? Give me the dress clothes. <laughs> now, is that why you decided to do the show? In the first place? Well, I think I decided it because after Richard passed, and I had to focus on that, but I was at this age where I thought I had figured it out. You know, almost 50, Hannah was grown, she was at Columbia, and I just thought, oh, you know, we finally did it. Our kids are raised, we're going to move to London part-time in New York, our house in the Berkshire is an entertaining. I had it so figured out, and then boom. God was like, uh, 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 no, 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 madam, we are changing it up. And I, I you know, I kind of woke up one day, I was like, Hannah's not home, Richard's certainly not home. Yeah. I'm too young to do nothing and too old to do anything. And this opportunity, it was always floating around out there because I knew all the girls and they would always say, Kenya, but timing, it was all about timing. Right. Never wanted to do it when Hannah was little. Richard, you know, because he was working for George Soros and he's a political writer, it didn't fit in our lives. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to go, and so it's a funny story. I got the offer on October 3rd. I was up at Richard's grave. I was sitting there, and I got the call. And I just thought, maybe this is a sign. I'm going to throw my hat in the wind. I don't have to worry about the things I had to worry about when I had a young child or a husband. And if it doesn't work after a year, you know, it'll be a good story. You know, when they Google me, they'll be like, oh, yeah, she was a I'll play it for the rest of my life, okay? Now, how is Hannah taking my this? Is she good brand. with that? No, it was, it was quite hard. Listen, because Hannah's a real academic, very different personality to mine. Um, she's very academic. She's very much her father, kind of British A-type. And she wasn't so keen on me doing the show. She's, she's accepted it now. She knows I, I have a different person, personality than her. I'm much more outgoing. Like, I always say she's the map maker, maker and I'm the executor. Like, I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, give me that damn map. We've got to get out of here already. She'll just keep making the map, making the map. Right. And it was hard because she watched these people sort of say these things. And she's like, I don't get it. I live with you. Yeah. You know, I, 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 what's going on here? And I just kept saying, hold on. It's just, you know, it's a show. It's a show. It's going to play out. It's going to play out. And, of course, like even the audience, by the time the next episode comes, the audience and everyone has moved on to the next victim. Yeah, no, absolutely. They do. And they forget so quickly. And that's what you have to remember. And they are only seeing... A, a portion of who you are, and that's what I was always frustrated with. Yes, yeah. am I the drunk fun girl on the show? Yes, but I also raise two children, run a household, run businesses. You don't see that. Two households, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's it's so, it's hard. So I feel like when people only see that little bit. Yeah. 
yeah, but in life and TV and our relationships, you know, people are going to like it, people are not going to like it. It's not really that, it's not really that different. It's just much on a much bigger scale. And I tend not to listen to the noise. Like, I don't sit down obsessing over my Instagram and obsessing over this. I sort of say my piece, I make my statements, I try to stay politically involved, I try to be diversified as much as I can on my social media, not just be focused on, you know, what party I'm going to or where I'm traveling to or, right. you know. No, yeah, so give people sort of a wider look at me than just me being, you know, a, a real housewife in New York. Yeah, I, I, like I, mean, I don't think that defines who you are, obviously, and you don't want that to. And I, I feel like you do a good job of making sure, like I, I was checking your social media, of, you know, putting it out there, you know, when someone passed and then you were, you're talking about your ex-husband. I just think it's really amazing and kind the messages you put on there they're not narcissistic at all even though social media is incredibly narcissistic so i i found your social media to be just very cool and straightforward and some great messages so i think that's great that you're doing that people tend people tend to if we learned anything people tend to hang themselves you don't have to really provide the rope nope you know you you think you have to provide the rope but you really don't if you just sort of sit back and stand still and let it wash by you it usually on a whole turns out positively, I think. That's what I hope. Well, for you. I mean, a lot of people, like you said, they do, they do go in and they hang themselves and there's like, it just happens, especially with, you know, you want to fight the people that are saying the negative things in the beginning. And then you learn, like, you should just respond to the positive people, but you get so under your skin that you want you want to fight back. But that does nobody any good. It's just like, in the beginning, I'd have a, I would have a bottle of wine at 1130 at night. I'm like, that's it. I'm going out. Jane at so and so and and you wait a second in the next line I'm like delete delete I know I was delete, like I, I wrote a book called Drinking and Tweeting and that's exactly what I was doing late at night starting fights starting Twitter wars oh, my oh. I mean but you know it's it's I think when you put yourself out there for public huh. What nerves? I said, I, even when I was for the first season, I'd be like, let's get a bunch of wine to sit in bed and watch it. And I would tweet. And of course, now I'm like, I have no one around. I sit there with a cup of tea and I watch it. Because then when it's done, you can do what you want to do if you want to go go out. But no, you got to, you know, you you have to you have to watch it. Because, you know, I didn't realize how powerful social media was. Yeah. Because, A, I, I just never did any social media. So I just missed it a little bit. But Boy, my God, it's powerful. And I watched that show one night, too. I woke up one night and I said, how the Internet ruined my life. I was like, oh, my God, that's going to be me. (laughs) It's only going to be you if you allow it to be you. And a lot of the women on these shows, they think it's everything. And I'm like, you guys, who cares about Twitter? Walk away. You have a family. You have. I mean, it's. Twitter. I mean, yes, it's powerful, but does it really affect you and how you live and what you do? It doesn't. And that's what a lot of people have to learn, that they're so consumed by this out, these outlets that don't really mean shit. No, it's a a platform. It really, you decide how you use that platform. And, um, you know, it is what it is, but it is definitely a learning curve. Even this season, you know, I've learned a lot. I don't know. I walked away from it. As much as I had to take my punches, I really grew again. And that's one of the reasons I did it. I thought, I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to, I use that as almost therapy because I'm not a good therapy person. I'm not a good person to go there on every Thursday and sit for an hour and a half and talk about myself. <laughs> I end up having them talk about themselves, and then they end up paying me at the end of it. Funny. I, so, so I've never been good at that because I think I just, 
have never really done that therapy thing. So for me, it was a great way to journey through my grief, introduce this new life, force myself to go out, you know, put my makeup on every day. And it really did. It got me going again. I mean, it introduced me to a whole new group of people. Yeah. It's funny. This is the first year. So it's going, to be, it's going to be five years this November. It's the first year where really my whole group of friends are really quite different than they were when Richard was alive. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, I, I mean, think I think that's a positive. Of course, I still have my old friends. Yeah. And now, how are they accepting it? Because I feel like sometimes when you're you go into something new and you're on TV and you're in the spotlight, sometimes you don't change, but the people around you change, and maybe not always for the better. Yeah. Did you experience that? One one hundred percent. Yeah. And it's so and there's it's so so funny because the first response of all my friends in my all my life were like, "Don't do it! Oh my god! Oh please, God, no!" You know, everybody, and I had to just do it you know like it's and now it's funny i would say three quarters of them watching me say oh my god you're just like you are in real life you're no different doris they all call me doris and you can call anyone that loves me dearly calls me doris so i grant you that you can call oh, me doris. yay i love it <laughs> so um they say doris you're exactly how you are on tv you're quirky you're you know you're you and someone said to me the other day if you cry one more time on tv i'm i'm going to find out who these people are okay because when you i feel it when you cry when you cry i want to myself well because it's real i feel like you're very real i feel like a lot of the other women that have been doing the show for longer than you have tend to jump in and create drama that doesn't they kind of invent it it doesn't even need to be there like talking about stuff that happened off camera that's unnecessary like we can make well that's what i didn't get i didn't know see that's another thing i learned this season i thought when we were off camera here you were kind of free and clear not that i did anything bad but that was a new dimension to it that people actually were talking about something that happened in the middle of the summer. And it's like, wait a second. Yeah. You know, I, okay. But now I got to shift my game a bit because, you know, so that was interesting. Um, because they all, they're only hearing it. one side of it and they're not, you, they don't have anything to base it on because they can't see it. And they're hearing Bethany say it. And everyone thinks Bethany always tells the truth no matter what. And she's like, you know, always right. And, and that drives me nuts. Cause I don't, I don't agree with that, but um, it's like, okay, just because you're saying it doesn't make it true and everyone has a different story. And if we can't see it, I don't want to hear about it. Well, that's right. And that's what I got. I got to try. I kind of quiet, quell a little bit and say, listen, I don't, I literally really was up in the burden. Unless you can now be in two places at one time. I really only went to the Hamptons once one night and we were invited to her house, you know, 10 at night. And I didn't know that, you know, whatever it's going to be no being watched <laughs> um, yeah and then i also too we just literally don't socialize with the with with her you know i like yeah. bethany i actually really like bethany believe it or not i mean even though we've been through this you know she has a delivery and she she's sort of like you know i, I kind of say she's sort of like the queen elizabeth you know she she you know that famous quote from elizabeth the first you know, she, what is it? Do you, did you ever see that with I don't Rodgers? fucking know. I, I didn't even know who Winston Churchill was for a while, so you got to forgive me on that. <laughs> yeah, she said, I will have but one mistress and no masters. She's a little bit like that, you know, so she's got a very strong opinion, and she puts it out there, and, you know, she's great TV. You can't take it away from her. The girl is made for reality TV. 100%, I agree with you. I feel like... She gives a lot of unsolicited advice, and that's always good TV because, you know, when you don't want to hear it, when you're not asking for advice, it, it definitely turns into drama. 
Um, and I think that because yeah. she's built her brand to be such a huge brand and she's so successful, I think that she thinks she, whatever she says is God's word. And I think the audience kind of sees that. And anyone who feels like that is going to be good to watch. I mean, that's just it, because it's just not true. Well, they are. She's a professional. She goes in there like a soldier. Yeah. I think she does it with her personal life. I think she does it with her business. I think she does it as a mother. She's all in. There's no gray. She's yeah. all in. You know? And listen, to be, I'm not being corny here, but to be positive, there's something to be learned from that as well. She doesn't go home at night and cry. I can promise I you. I bet you she does. Honestly, I bet you she does. We're both Scorpios and we're tough and we do and say things and everyone thinks we're tough. I go home at night and cry sometimes and I bet you she does too. Being oh, no, a no. single mom, I it's tough. I go home I don't go home at night and cry a couple of nights. I wept. I literally woke up Thursday morning because I'm very close to my parents. Like, I talk to my mom every morning, and my mom goes to church every day of her life. She has the keys to the church. Aww. She married my dad at 18. You know, the whole thing. It's a, I call it when I go back there. It's a concord back to youth. And you know, she goes, why are you going to Kmart again? I'm like, don't you have enough stuff? I mean, I'm literally 16 years old again. <laughs> so I called her that Thursday morning. I was like, Mom? She goes, yes, darling. I said, oh, that's so hard. Oh, don't worry about it. Your father and I don't even care about that stuff. Now, when you're coming up to the Berkshires, and I thought, oh, okay, as long as my mother is okay, as right. long as my daughter's okay, then I'm okay. Yeah, the people that you love and that love you back in your family are the ones that you really care about. Like the public you know on me. Twitter, who cares? That's yeah. It. Yeah, and you know, of course, we're human too. I've lived a while. Yeah, I'm on the phone with Sandy. Oh, hi. Sandy <laughs> says hi. Hi. <laughs> That's my um, yeah, see, she really does live here. I'm not lying. She's beautiful, by was, the way. I was looking at her Instagram. She, I mean, I saw her last year on the show. She's stunning. Oh, well, thank you. She's a good girl. She's a good girl. She's, uh, you know, it's, I think it was quite difficult for her after Richard passed, even though it wasn't. It was difficult for her, too, because it wasn't her real father. So people hear stepfather and they think, wow, it's not such a big deal. But he was actually, I mean, listen, on his deathbed, his, 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 my ex-husband, Hannah's dad, was there. And he was crying about as hard as me and Hannah. So we were all a really united family. And, you know, she always said, Richard, when I get married, I want my dad on the right and you on the left. So she really, and she had his personality. They went to Yale and talked together. It was a real great gift that I was given in him for those, you know, six, seven years, uh, which I'm always going to be appreciative for. Um, so I don't think people fully understood her, her mourning process, which was difficult as well. No, I can't, um, I could not even imagine. Oh, I mean, Death is, I mean, divorce is hard enough, but then you're right. You still have to see them, and they still get under your skin. <laughs> I could not imagine actually never I, seeing I, that I, person I think, again. I think, I think divorce is easier. I, I, I agree with you. I think, it, I, so I think it's much easier. I get to go up every weekend and go to his grave and see him and talk to him and be happy to see him. I'm not seeing him walking down the street thinking, you asshole. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I wish my guy died. No, I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> just joking. I don't wish he died. <laughs> I'm totally joking. Um, so what do you think of the new girl, Jul- Julian? <laughs> I know, right? I don't want him to die. He's the father of my children. Ugh, he could just get a really bad cold. Get off the list. You have to say the 10 things you have to say. That's what I say. Let me get off the list. No, I'm kidding. Um, Jules. Jules, I call her Jules. Jules has been a friend of mine. I actually met her through John. She's the first person I met. John, on our second date... 
called me up and said, hey, do you want to go out again? And I was like, oh, okay. He takes me to a very formal, very small, very private family wedding. I'm like, uh, and then he leaves me. He's like, oh, hey, oh, yeah, he said he's Armenian. He's, he goes to his group of people. I'm left there. I'm thinking, what, wait a second. This is supposed to be a date, not like a formal. <laughs> people are like, oh, God, did you get married? Oh, I'm like, no, I, I, it's our second date. I, I, so Jules walked up to me and, and loved my ring, and I loved her handbag, and I swear to God that was the basis of our love affair. Nice. She's very, you know, she's, a, she's younger. Yes. Um, she is skinnier. Very started. Yes. What? She's skinnier than everyone. Which is, I, th- I thought I didn't think that anyone could get skinnier than Bethany. And now we have Jules. Oh. And yeah, she's 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 the real deal. And you know, as she she's probably going to talk about. She talks about how she struggled with that, and I'm very proud of her for doing that. Yeah, I think it's going to be helpful. Um, and I think you know, but you got to remember, she's half Asian. Her mother is built like that. Um, you know, and she's, she's a hardcore New Yorker. We don't like to eat. No, I know. know. When I go there, I feel fat. I'm like, this is crazy. Whenever I'm there, I'm like, no one eats here. And everyone wears black, so you guys look all skinnier anyway. Do you know I went to the doctors every season this happens to me, because I'm 51 now, so my body's just changed. I went to the doctors. When I started dating John, I was 116, okay? I go to the doctors now four years later, and she's like, oh, wow. Hmm, well, that's it, because I've known this right. But she's my gynecologist. I say she knows me inside and out. My <laughs> she, it's, she get, I get on the scale. I'm like, wait a second. What's wrong with you? She's like, you're, oh, well, look at you. You're 136. You must be happy. I'm like, what? Oh, my what? God. What is God? I can't live in New York City if I'm 136. Nope, you're banned. You're banned. You need to lose like 10 pounds. Oh, yes. Seriously. I do. I have every detox drink in my refrigerator right now. (laughs) It's crazy. And then we all look fatter on TV, even though we're not. But you, you girls, I think, are the skinniest cast out of all the, out of all the, you know, cast of Housewives that I've watched. You, the New Yorkers are definitely the thinnest. And you guys look thin on TV and that's hard to do. Well, I think because we're, we know how to, we know all the right things to wear. You know, we don't, we're not putting on some crazy outfit like they do on some of the other shows that you shouldn't be wearing ever, never mind when you're 40. <laughs> well, that's me, but it's okay. See, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind. It's, no, I, I have it's fun okay. with it. And you can pull it off. Yeah. No, no, I'm talking about some of the crazy ones, like on Atlanta and stuff. I don't know what that stuff is. But I do know I want to know where that shop is for late night dressing. Oh, I mean, you could come to Hollywood and Hollywood Boulevard. I could take you to a few nifty places, and we could get you all dolled up. Yeah, those places are fun. Anyway, so, you know, that's a, that's sort of a story there. I mean, what else? How are you doing? you dating? I am. I'm dating an Uber driver right now. So he's lovely. He's French. He oh. used to be a model. He's gorgeous. And, yeah, I don't know. I'm just... You don't tell me. Tell me you you met him when you took his Uber. I did. My this, my friends invited him into my house because we were having an after hour dance party at my house, and there was only one guy with us. So the guy invited oh him. Oh my god! I hope Bethany wasn't there. Who? I say I hope Bethany wasn't there. Oh god no. Um, yeah, right. I was, I was actually not super excited about him coming in and then we started making out. So then it all just turned and it's, we've been on like 
six or seven dates and he's really sweet. But I mean, I'm working so much that I don't have time for anything really to develop right now because I'm doing two different shows and this podcast and I have the kids and like you, I'm, I'm spread in like a lot of different directions, even especially when he's around. Children. You have young children. Too. I do. And so, yeah, that's it. I mean, really just um, kind of juggling all my different jobs and, you know, hustling, trying to make it work and living in L.A., which is difficult, especially do, for romance. You do a good job. You do a, you do a good job. You're always positive. You, I was so happy to see you on the reunion the other day. Oh, <laughs> I don't know if I was that positive, but yeah. Did they? Yeah, no, they, yeah, I definitely, I think it airs tonight. I don't know what they're going to show because, you know, once you're kind of like not doing the show full time, they don't send you the, the, you know, the previews anymore. So I don't know yeah. what, I, God knows what I said. I don't remember. That's for damn sure. Um, but we'll see. I guess we'll see tonight. But, um, so you're, you guys, you've shot your whole season. You're done. We're done. We're in that sort of, we did the press, which you saw me. Right. Now we're in that weird part of life where you go back to your normal life and you're, you're sort of, you don't quite know what to do yourself for the first month. So I've spent the last week trying to like go through my mail and get back my old life again, you know, right. like literally become that person. When do you guys shoot the reunion? I'm not worried. July. Oh, wow. And I think that is going to be a humdinger of a reunion. I'm telling you. Uh, I think it's going to be very interesting, very revealing. I'm telling you, you watch because. Oh, I will. Trust me. I, I, when I, I watch them all. I love them. I, I just like, because having been there and know that you're there on that couch for 12 hours and I have, I had like clutched Xanax in my hand because it was so stressful for me. It was, it's a tough, it's a tough day. Well, you know what people don't realize is people go into that. And I didn't, last year I was like in the virtues until like the Monday before. Then I, yeah, I was like, oh, that's right. I got to go back to the union. I get back there. I barely pack my dress. These people come in like prepared. Guns are blazing. Like, notes and things and no one talks to each other. Because I'm like, hey, what's up? What's your summer going on? And they just look at you like, oh, no. Because I'm like, you're saying, oh, are you looking at me because you're going to take me down? What's going on here? I was so unprepared for the reunion. It is it is a weird thing is better. Yeah, you're right. It is. Otherwise it, it will stress you the fuck out and you'll be like, I like what's oh, the I, I have two I have two composition books already filled and it's only May. See that's the crazy part. Like why do we have to relive all the drama? Like I, I in the beginning I was like fine with that. I was like I can go. I don't care. Why are you guys all stressed about this? And then as we went by and every you're yeah. reading all the blogs and you're seeing what everyone says be, you know behind your back, you start to get pissed. And then you yeah. t- start taking notes, and you're yeah. like, all right. I don't remember what you realize. It's much more strategic oh. than played out to be. Very it really is. And I'm not a strategic person, so it was really hard for me. I don't know. I mean, like, I would... I. I I mean, she was great. I missed her not coming. I think she's the greatest girl. We write back to each other. Once every six weeks, we, we sort of touch base with each other again. I follow her on Instagram. She's awesome. She, you know, she's just not, she's I, not, listen, when I, when I put her up for the job, I was like, Chris, it's a tough job. You're, you're, and we just had lunch the other day. She was in LA. She went home actually yesterday to New York, but she's not. She's not a drama. She doesn't like drama. She doesn't like to fight. She's a happy-go-lucky, like lives with her head in the clouds, and she's a sweet girl. And I just, I feel like it, she, she just got put into a situation that she was not comfortable for her. She really is sweet. Oh, 
She no. would, absolutely. I don't think she has a mean bone in her body. No, I mean, she, she doesn't. She epitomizes where she comes from. She yeah. epit- have you ever been to where she comes from? Connecticut? Yeah, Everything. I used to spend Thanksgivings there in Farmington. Yeah, yeah no, we're, we're like, we go way back. I was in her wedding. She was at mine. It was like, we're, we're like ride or die. We go way back. And she would call me during Housewives and just be like crying, honestly. She's like, you yeah. don't understand. I go, honey, I do. You have to toughen up. I would have to give her pep talks on how to be mean. (laughs) Well, to defend herself. Well, the problem is if you're dealing with a certain type of woman, these are survivors. These are like the racehorses. You know when you go to the race track for the first time and you go see those racehorses, you're like, this is a whole different breed of horse. Yeah. Like this horse is... Is that horse runs the trainer. The trainer doesn't run the horse. And these girls are racehorses. Yep. And, you know, I just don't, I think it takes a certain personality. And you have to let it roll off your back. You really do. And I think she takes it very, she took it very personally. And it hurt her. It hurt her. Because she's a good person. And, you know what, she was, she was, you know, kind of not taken in by the group. No one really said, let's be friends. I mean, Carol kind of did. And then it was, she just really felt left out a lot. And I said, Chris, just don't, I mean, I said, you just, I didn't want her to go back, you know, for this year anyway, because I just thought they would make a certain story. They would rebring up stories that she didn't want talked about. And I said, I don't think that's good for you or your kids or your family or marriage. And she's like, you know what? It's, it's right. But I go, but I got a beautiful kid of pop of color. Nail polishes are beautiful. Oh my god, they're stunning. Yeah, and, they're, and then they're in yeah, the airports now. Pop of color. Eboost is doing great. They're doing great. So yeah. she's yeah, her I, blog I, is great. She's she's wonderful. Well, tell well, I'll write to her, but definitely always mention that I mention her. I will for sure. Well, Jorinda, thank you so much for calling in. It was so nice talking to you, and you really are my favorite. I forgot we were on the radio. I forgot we were on the radio. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, we are. Can you come next time? Call me. Okay, I'm going to be there in June, so we'll definitely, like, hook up for sure. I can't wait. Have a great week, and I'll talk to you soon. Big kiss. You too. Big kiss. Bye. Bye-bye, everyone. On The Bachelor, Ben told JoJo he loved her, but their fairy tale ended. Crashed straight to the ground when he said he loved someone else more. What an ass. And he sent her away with a broken heart. It was the most dramatic Bachelor finale ever. Well, been there, done that, get it? ABC, Monday, May 23rd, JoJo is back as the new Bachelorette. Woo! The stunning fan favorite from Texas is leaving her heartbreak and Texas behind, going from Ben to 26 new men, all hoping to be the one to make her happily ever after dreams come true. Are the guys here for the right reasons? Will they make a connection? And will JoJo finally get the happy ending she always wanted? The surprises start night one as the guys are trying to grab her attention right out of the limo to get her coveted first impression rose. A new epic journey of romance, man tears, and drama is about to begin. The Bachelor premieres at a special time, Monday, May 23rd, 9, 8 central on ABC. Well, that was amazing talking to my pal Doris, so that was fun. She gave me permission because we're besties now. Um, Her daughter Hannah was in the background. You know, I really do get where she's coming from, having all these different lifestyles and kind of blending them all together and trying to find a balance. And you do really on these shows only see one side of 
you know, these people's lives. So I get her a hundred percent and I like her and I'm rooting for her and I love that she owns her shit. Keep going, Dorinda. You got this. Doris, love you. Good luck with John. And that's it. Bye. Thanks for listening to Brandy Glanville Unfiltered. Download new episodes at podcast1.com. That's podcast one.com.